with us. Into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites, God's people. 
I will give you every place where you set your foot as a promised wilderness. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all, to all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Lord, I pray in this world's righteousness. That right now there are people who are fearful, who are worried, who are anxious, God, that they would know that you will lead them, that we can face this world being strong and courageous enough. When I was a kid, I got dropped off at the bus stop at the top of my circle. I lived in a circle and had tons of kids there. And I would walk from the top all the way to the bottom. It was probably about an eighth of a mile. And as I was getting dropped off, I got dropped off with probably about 12 other kids, and most of them were older than me, and they would start to teach me. I don't want to use the word bully, because bullying is, is such a loaded word right now, but the reality is I probably were doing saying things and throwing things, and to the point when I would get home, I would come running in tears to my mom. And I would So my dad, in response to this, and I didn't figure this out until later, would hide behind people's backyards, following and watching me as I walked towards. Actually, I asked my mom, and then, so how many times did dad do this? And my mom said, oh, he did it all the time. And he was there, watching. And I can just imagine if you're doing your dishes and you see this man in your backyard, like, who is that? Chances are my dad didn't wear a shirt because he never wore shirts. And you never know when you're going to go to work on it. But just in case, my dad, my dad, my dad lived with Jesus about nine years ago. Uh, there was a story where these kids, probably these same kids that were teasing me, were doorbell which They would go up to the houses, ring the doorbell, and then they would run away. They would get a kick out of it, and some of them would come and look and see them there. So my dad noticed that they're coming towards our house, and my dad said, so what I decided to do was I was going to hide in the front door, and when they rang the doorbell, I was going to run out. Probably wearing a shirt. So my dad does this, and so he says, here they come, they ring the doorbell, and my dad sprints out of the house. My dad, I asked my dad, well, what did they do? He said, well, they started running away. Imagine if you're one of these kids. Right? And this man, shirtless man, comes sprinting after you. How terrified were you? So then I said, Well, Dad, well, did they get a good scare? I said, Well, they didn't just get a good scare. You know, I, uh, let's just say 
They're rearranging and hurtful. What do you mean? He said, yeah, I chased them down and I kicked them in the butt. <laughs> like, what? So I have this picture of these kids running and my dad with two surgeries from his ankle and he's hobbling like this and we're like, he's still after us! Maybe this is case. So this is a little bit of a, a firm of who my dad is. And so here's my dad watching me coming down the road. So I, this is what he's capable of doing. He's literally capable of kicking butt. And I never knew it. And, and I wonder, as I look back, I, I wonder all those years coming down of the, of the bus stop. To be honest with you, I was dreading every time. I was afraid. And no courage. Help me. And, and I wonder if I knew my dad's presence was there. Let it be. Not that he would change the circumstances. But then, the fact that he would just be present. Knowing his presence, I think, would have changed everything. It would have given me peace. It would have given me courage. I probably also said, Dad, never come out of the bushes. And I wonder the same is for us. When you know that Jesus is with us, that's when we become strong and courageous to fearless. Well, here's the reality of coming through with him and saying is that we need to have courage to feel weak, burdened, filled with fear. In this story, we see God say multiple times, you know, He says it in the beginning, it says, after the death Moses, who there was no doubt God was with Moses, right? Moses, who parted the Red Sea. Moses, who hit a rock and water come out. Moses, who came from the Mount of Sinai, glowing where they couldn't even see it because he was in the presence of God. They knew Moses was with God. But now that he's gone, and did God go with him? There's a transition. There's something new. There's uncertainty. I wonder what is your what is that you're after? What is your after? What's your new season that you're in? What have you lost? What's causing you uncertainty? What relationship? What diagnosis? What season are you in where you're thinking, is God with me? What's your after? We all live in a life filled with seasons. We can look back and say, yeah, I saw God there. To be honest with you, I don't see it. Or I struggle to. Max Lucado says this everything begins. The absence of faith results in wilderness years. The presence of faith results in promised land. What I mean by faith is believing, not just in Jesus, but believing in Jesus. He goes on and says this. Our promised land isn't a physical territory, it is a spiritual reality. It's not a real estate, but it's real state of the heart of the mind. Our promised land is not what it was. It's this land filled with milk and honey, as we see in the Testament. It's not a physical location. It's not a circumstantial change, but it is a present spiritual reality. If you look through scripture, this is compiled a bunch of verses 
This is what our living in the promised land means. Right now, that means that we are more than conquerors. No matter what we face in this world, we will be able to conquer it. And we do not have to lose hearts. We live life exceedingly joyful, even in our tribulations. We are anxious about nothing, and we live life to the full. That is a land that is promised to us right now, at this moment, if you choose to see. This is a land that we can have so many of us who choose the wilderness. So many choose not to acknowledge the existence of Jesus in our life, and we are one. And there's a land that I want you to enter it now. There's a, a, a parallel story to this in the New Testament with Jesus. In John 5, and there's this fool in Jerusalem. And myth, traditions say that this pool that was fed by a spring, when it would bubble up, it said that an angel stirred it up. And if you were the first one in the pool when this happened, you'd be healed. And so scripture said there are hundreds of people waiting to get in this pool. And Jesus walks in. In John 5, verse 5, he says, This one man was there who had been in England, who had been disabled for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had already been there a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be healed? I want to pause there because I've struggled with this many times. One is because there were hundreds of people there that needed to be saved and healed and healed. That we are but The reality is this, that yeah, Jesus healed many. He didn't all the way that we were told. People still die. People still have diseases. But Jesus was throwing glimpses, and Jesus was showing healing and saying, hey, this is the authority that I have. I want you to know this is a glimpse of what uh, a new creation will be. I just want you to know that there's going to be a time when there's going to be something real pain. So there's these glimpses, and so here's this one. Maybe he chose him because he was there for the longest. And he had a little sympathy for him. But I don't think that's the case. I think it lies in 38 years. And here's what I mean. If you go to Deuteronomy, you see this right before the Israelites turned to the promise. It said, The Lord said to Moses, You have made your way around the hill country long enough. Now turn. So basically, they're in the wilderness. Wandering, and then God says, You've been wandering long enough, it's time to enter into the promised land. And then shortly after, He says, Now get up and go over to the Brookazira. So we went over to the Brookazira, and the time from leaving the desert until we crossed the brook was 38 years. And so, what I think Jesus is doing here is He's using this man as an example and saying, I want you to get up and go. Yeah, but not just be healed, and Jesus said to them, get up, take your bed, and walk. And once the end escaped, they took up to bed. Walk. You've been wandering long enough. You've been waiting long enough. It's time, I believe, for us to get up and to enter into this promised land that God has promised us to live in. a story of a boy who had been abandoned by many families and now lives on the streets. 
And as he was roaming the streets, he sees this man in his garage working at a wood shop. And he goes up to him and he says, Do you need any help? And so this man sees his boy's situation and he hires him. So the boy would come and he would work and then he would leave and then on the streets again. And so this man and his wife decided to invite this boy to live with him in a home. And they gave him this room with his own bed and heat uh, and food. And he said, the boy never unpacked. He refused to unpack this. He was fear of being abandoned. He couldn't realize this was a reality. And I believe that there are many here who know Jesus who refuse to unpack I believe in Jesus. I believe he's the way, but I just don't want to live in the comfort. Maybe you visited the promised land of darkness. Maybe you've had these glimpses of feelings of God's presence. Maybe it's been a Sunday here. Maybe it's been with uh, friends, or, or maybe it's something you listen to. But I want to encourage you to unpack and to move into the awareness of God's presence. And I just want to let you know that he will never leave, nor will he abandon you. So how do we do this? It sounds so simple, right? But it's a struggle. How, how do we know that God's with us at all times? What does that even look like? I don't want to be anxious. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to live this life. I want to be able to be joyful in all my circumstances. This is what I would like to have do. Well, I think it lies in the text in Joshua. Where one of the commandments was this to keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written on it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. And this book has What God is telling his people is I want you to know me. You can know me through the word. I want you to meditate. This word meditate, I know that it is a buzzword, especially in but this word meditate in Hebrew is Hegah, and it means imagine, to mourn, to mutter, to roar, to soar, to speak, to study. So here, here's what I want us to do. When he says meditate, could we just uh, imagine Jesus daily? Could we speak to Jesus, study Jesus, wear the name of Jesus, mutter Jesus, be reminded of who Jesus is and what he's done? This is what the invitation is. If we can understand and know him and read his word and be with him in silence and be with him in prayer, then we will be aware of him and therefore we can do with us. That's the invitation to all of us. If you do these, you will be aware of his presence and be aware of his presence. Please. But so many of us, so many of us struggle with this. Even this man who was in the pool, you would think that he would change his whole life, but what we see later is Jesus says afterward, he found him in the temple. He said, no, see, you are well. Sin no more. And so this man went back to where he would beg day after day. He went back to the life that he knew. He didn't change anything. He encountered Jesus. Jesus heals him, and yet he just doesn't change. He goes back to the temple where people are coming out begging for food, and Jesus is saying, I have set you free to live differently. So live differently. 
And what does it mean to live differently? I think a lot of people are going to do that I'm a pastor. I say, okay, so now you can't listen to any sacred music. Can't do this. It's usually a list of things that you can't or shouldn't do. But I just want to say, maybe there's a part of that. But the reality is, the reality is that yes, we are free from the sin that entangles us. We are free from worry, fear, hopelessness, free to live in joy regardless of our circumstances, free to be used by God. This, this is the freedom that God has called us to live in. When we are aware of this, we are aware of what is done. But this is, a lot of us, you look at what he said to Joshua, like, oh, this is the Old Testament stuff. This was thousands of years ago. Old Testament stuff the New Testament. And so Moses says this, there's going to be a day where God will raise up a prophet who's like me and you. And Jesus claims to be that. And so this is what Jesus says right before he's about to depart, right before he's going to go back to heaven. He looks at his disciples and he says, says, go and make disciples of all nations. Basically, he says, all right, go and share how much I love them. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Know that they, they have no more sin, that they've been washed. And teach them to obey everything I made. Show them how I live. Show them to live like me. And surely, last word Jesus said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We're still in the age. Jesus is with all of us. Living in the cross line is living knowing God is with you. And when we can grasp this, we can be strong and be courageous. I was thinking about my dad while I was putting this sermon together. As I said, my dad went to be Jesus nine years ago. I mean, that story was a glimpse of the craziness of my dad. He was an engineer, not an engineer. And the thing about my dad is this one, I knew he was proud. And I never, never doubted One of the things I've been doing is I've been sitting with ADHD just sitting there, concentrating in Jesus' face. Jesus, I'm this. He was a big chain of mine. He was proud of me. He had his love for me. And I understand that there are people here who may not have that same relationship with their father when I was very fortunate. And I was, I was kind of like being sad, right? I felt the spirit. I felt God kind of say, hey, that is only a Christmas When we write relations in our sessions, Paul uses the word apple. And when we can recognize that God is with us, that God is present, it's allowed you to change your God and your heart. I just felt the Spirit say, Hey, I'm so proud of you. I love you unconditionally, and I'm just changing. Whether you're here or not, He loves you. 
You know everything about me. You know when I sit or stand in the You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say before I say. Lord, you go before me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I go to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, by well, by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me. And your strength. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You make all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your work with you is marvelous and love. You watched me as I was being formed in the conversation, as I was woven together. Um, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before I single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me? They have I can't even count. They have numbered the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Lord, I pray right now, Jesus, that we could understand how great God is and how much love He has for us. You did not make access to everyone in here was intentionally creatively made by the master. And Lord, you are with us, whether we are aware of it or not, and you are every move to the cross, Jesus. And yet, and we most of you Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Would we be aware of your presence so that we would have peace? Would we be aware of your presence so that we go to this world how high the walls are and how big the giants are? We do not have to be afraid that we can have strength from you, Jesus Christ, in your presence, Lord. If I pray right now, I'm blessing over everyone in your world who is facing a giant in their life that they cannot have over them, who's facing a wall that they think they can't climb, Jesus, would you just give them the strength that they need? Would you just give them the courage that they need right now, Lord? Would your spirit just be unleashed right now in this room, Lord? Would your spirit be felt, but you infuse us in your spirit, Lord? Knowing that we do not have to be afraid, for you are with us, Jesus. You are with us. You are for us. You are 
our daddy and Lord, thank you. It's in your precious name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.